When I find myself in times of trouble, Paul and Callum are the two. Speaking words of wisdom on Castle View. Castle View, Castle View, Castle View, Castle View. Speaking words of wisdom, Castle View. Lads, I am sure that our singing is getting even better. So, welcome to the Castle View. I am Callum, and I've got Andrew with me. Andrew, how's it going tonight? Yeah, good, good. It is tonight. I know you didn't like (coughs) being time of day specific, but it's night. No, is that me? That's you. Is that? Yeah, you don't like being time of day specific. I know. I don't even know who I am anymore. (laughs) I don't know who you are. That's the effect of long COVID, folks. (laughs) (laughs) I do know who you are because I've introduced you. (laughs) (laughs) I can't really claim not to. So people may have picked up on the third voice in the podcast, which is Paul. The hostess with the mostess. Hostess. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I've had a few comments to that effect. Hello. Like that, that bird on your podcast sounds pretty hot. Oh. You might uh, get some action then. <laughs> yes, uh, my number is <laughs> not going to be revealed. Oh, seven. <laughs> <laughs> he knows that much. <laughs> More than most of the Scottish female population. So, well done. Hey. Banter. <laughs> Quality. Right. What's well, on? I don't know. I don't <laughs> do that. I don't do that. That's not me. I'm not the keeper no. of the role. Well, this week was going to be a canter through the major news stories of 2020. A canter, a canter with, with some banter. banter. <laughs> <laughs> Get the sound effect to Andrew. Go. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> Speaking of the banter who can canter, though, before we dive in to our 2020 review, Andrew, you brought a tweet. This is, banter. this is not banter. This is not banter. Yeah, we thought, we serious, thought we'd touch on this serious first. A little bit business. of current affairs before we go into the 2020 news review. Yeah, it was the whole furore at the moment um, around Karen Kearney and Leeds. Furore or furore? Oh, uh, fuck you in your pronunciation. Well, no, I, I genuinely don't, don't know. How would you pronounce Ferrari? Fer- ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Ferrore, but I think a lot of people call it Ferroli. It, it's Ferrero Rocher. Yeah, <laughs> that's where my head was going as well, to be It's fair. like hyperbole and hyperbole. No, I hate that's, when just people hy- call it that's just hyperbole, and yeah, anyone who says hyperbole then, is yeah, a moron. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I anyway. genuinely lost a few brain cells during this exchange. Good. <laughs> there wasn't many to start with. left, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so, um, go on. Karen Kearney... Um, was a pundit for Amazon. Uh, on was the, is was over the last couple of days uh, during their coverage of the Premier League and the Boxing Day round of fixtures. Um, I think she made the point during the coverage that Leeds were fortunate bec- and they were only promoted because of COVID nineteen uh, and the stoppages around that. Um, Leeds responded in a tweet. They they put an emoji with the quote promoted because of COVID, um, it was kind of a thinking face one, and then a smiley face won the league by ten points, and then a waving emoji saying hi Prime Video Sport, so basically calling her out for her comment, and there seems to have been some uproar in response to this, um, 
particularly from the organisation Women in Football. Um, I think that there is a lot of noise about nothing at the moment. Surely if uh, she's allowed to criticise them as a pundit or say they were lucky, they're allowed to say, well, actually, we deservedly won the league. Because Leeds did deservedly yeah. win the championship last year. Ten and points I, just, clear. just before we go any further, I'd just like to say, fuck Leeds. And <laughs> on we go. <laughs> Andrew, that is terrible. As a proud Yorkshireman, I cannot accept that. I and mean, Bradford I'm, City fan. <laughs> I'm a fan of all things Yorkshire. Laws are not from Sheffield. We covered this. Indeed. Because they're pretentious hipsters. Indeed. Right, so yeah, what do you yeah. what do you guys make of this? Well, really? I mean, it's not like the tweet was like away and get back to the kitchen or something. Like no. it, it was, it was a perfectly reasonable tweet. Yeah, it's one of these things that a pressure group has just picked up on and is like, we're going to tear into this because we just like to make an issue out of everything. So several others, including Rio Ferdinand, who was also on that program, <laughs> he's another day. snowflake. Yeah. have come out and said, you know, this was appalling. Leeds need to retract this. and I think it's an utter nonsense. Um, Ultimately, she, as a pundit, has made a statement on Amazon's coverage. Leeds have said, we don't agree with that, and have issued a little three-word, sort of quite jovial tweet as well. Very jovial. um, As is their right. Yeah, but this would be be the exact kind of thing that would be... would no doubt be by probably groups like women in football and football women in football um, would be explained as mansplaining something when it's not it's just it's there wouldn't be the same reaction if Gary Neville had said no, it. no or Carragher or Robbie Savage or any yeah no, no it's just it's something that's getting blown up about nothing and this is just the th- it, fair enough complaining when there's something to complain about but if you're just going to start moaning about everything. All you do is you just detract from your cause. Yeah, I suppose that was my my point, is reactions like this do more harm than good. Absolutely. I think so. I think in the media, they're definitely going about saying, oh yeah, everyone is united in their opposition to this. But I think the kind of mainstream punter and follower of football will be looking at the story and will just go, what a storm in a teacup. Yeah. So This is one of these cases where I think the media don't actually capture the public mood around these things. One of those instances, it's like most of current affairs. <laughs> well, we're, we're going <laughs> to review 2020. So, yeah, I mean, there might yeah. be about 14,000 from each day for that. And yeah, I I did warn you guys before we started, when every single one of these 2020 review articles that I had been looking for, I'll let you guess what dominates the uh, the headlines through the entirety of 2020. Wolf Johnson's artistic ability. Yes. <laughs> Knew it. Yes. Right, well, you've taken us down that. that. When he was just a fetus, he drew the Mona Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. Was that Boris Johnson in that picture that you showed earlier on? No, it was his... So, Boris, right. So, I suppose we should give the, the listeners some, some context, context here. Yes. So, there's been a media story, uh, and the media are trying to lead us to believe that... Um, Wilf Johnson, Boris Johnson's eight-month-old son, drew quite an artistic picture of a reindeer by his own hand. I mean, if anyone has seen the picture in the media, it's clearly the picture you would expect to be produced by a a mid-level primary school child. I'd say so. 
Like primary two, primary three, yeah, four, maybe something like that. I think it's sort of. So I think it's safe to say that Boris drew it. So they're saying, (laughs) so there's (laughs) someone in the Johnson household drew it. (laughs) So they're trying to claim that like an eight-year-old Sunday work is an eight-month old. Yes, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and uh, it just, I think it encapsulates the the UK media quite perfectly at the end of 2020. As it was my well, view on it. And Boris, but yeah, well. Yeah, but to be fair on this, I think it is, it does encapsulate the media because the whole point in the media should be there to call out like, no, this is rubbish. Yeah. This is not an eight-month-old picture or like, as I said, when I looked at it, like the antlers could have been his hands rubbed on like, he could have rubbed his hands on because yeah. the antlers are quite messy, but like, the old. eyes are eye, like yeah. you know, they're white dots with perfect black circles and the nose. So some of it could be like potato shapes and stuff, but the eyes isn't even potato. That yeah. is an adult has done that. And yeah. if you if if the media are willing to run with something like that, how can you trust anything that they come out with on the big stories? But there's what? just no credibility for the media in but running a story like what that. What I don't get about it is, it's almost like there's this. All I can see from their point of view is it's like, oh, well, let's just come together at the end of the year with this nice little story. But then they're so negative about everything else. Like, what are you about, what are you about to say about, let me guess, what 2020 is full of? Coronavirus. I mean, the media, the response to that has been so just irrational at times because of the media. Because yeah. they've drummed up that negativity. Well, I'm sure we're going to come to this as we go through the year, but just one example of that is I hate the positioning of U-turns in the media. Now, I get that there were various points in the year where the government did have an out-and-out U-turn, but there is a difference between a U-turn because of intense public pressure or you've just completely mucked something up, or a U-turn because you're in the middle of a pandemic and you've got new science and new data coming Mm. to it. That's not a U-turn. That's just avoiding driving off a cliff edge into disaster. It's a moving position. And that's the reality. Yeah, And And the media would lead you to believe a lot of the time that these are one and the same. Yes. So responding to new information is not a U-turn. And yet, at some point in the middle of like July or something, I vividly recall reading articles which said the government's 12 U-turns in the last three months, you know, and that kind of thing. And I thought, no, there's, yeah, there was maybe some things around like exam results and the Marcus Rashford's school meal stuff you know which they were legitimate u-turns but a lot of the rest of it wasn't but anyway we're jumping ahead of ourselves guys let's start there is is another just to touch on the media just to finish that there is a worse phrase that i hate more uh, that's too widely used in the media and it's scaremongering or fearmongering seems to be Mm. the other one it's just used far too often and actually, we Nikki was Ken. She was on the telly. <laughs> there's <laughs> another. <Nikki> one. <laughs> there's another one. Oh my days! Uh, it was like you. I was like, this doesn't even fit. I was like, it's not even remotely scaremongering. But for some reason, it's fallen out of your mouth because you just like for that to happen. And it's just a phrase that's just getting tossed about all over the place. And it's like, it's not scaremongering. It's put across a position. And almost that's become the thing. It's like we've got this polarised politics that isn't healthy, but it's almost like when the other side express a view, scaremongering. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Project no. fear. I, yeah. A project fear. That's yeah. the, I was like, oh, shut up. Yeah. Just, but it's so much easier to dismiss the 
opposing view if you just go, I just project fear though, eh? Ken. Uh, <laughs> Ken. <laughs> Ken. You've got to drop the Ken in there at the end. Project Fear, Ken. Oh, right. Oh, I project Fear. Yeah, okay. Right, <laughs> just oh, ignore that. Oh, Ken. There's Ken. those g- guys with their tinfoil hats on. It's like, no. They just have a different opinion to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So, well, review of 2020. Year and we're going to go... 2020. Back to the start. Back to the start. Sorry, I just need to adjust my tinfoil hat before we get started. So... Beep, beep. We go back to January. What were the big stories in January? So, as the year kicked off, biggest talking point was Harry and Meghan quitting the royal family. Right, who cares? Move on. Wow. <laughs> Paul, you won't be gutted. You were probably singing Another One Bites the Dust when that <laughs> happened. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's be fair. That is not Australia's <laughs> biggest story. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving it away. You're just giving away. With the that is not January's biggest story, story rather. So then it goes on to... Um, yep, end of January, Brexit Independence Day in terms of the starting of the transition period and half of Australia being on fire. So, yeah, massive wildfires in Australia. Does that feel like that was 2020? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's because anything pre-lockdown feels like it should exist in another year. Like, (laughs) another era. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. another lifetime. It was two decades within this one year. (laughs) Yeah, the pre-COVID era. Mm, Before the fall. (laughs) Before civilization crumbled. Uh, Yes, BC has taken a new meaning. (laughs) Before COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This happened in February, BC. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so Australia faced one of its most devastating wildfire seasons ever as blazes burnt a record 47 million acres, which always sounds huge, but you you can't actually grasp just how big that is. You need it to be put into context. Like football pitches and all that. Yeah, and like, what's the total land mass of the UK? Like, that's the kind of thing that Andrew is off to Google right now (laughs) so that we can get some context. Come on, Andrew. Go Uh, faster. Paul, get faster broadband. How many acres? Scotland and acres. um, And it killed at least 34... Just lose your voice there. <laughs> yeah, lose my voice there. What was it? Forty-seven million 47 acres. Million acres. Scotland is nineteen point two five two million acres. Right, it's like two and a half times Scotland was on fire. So it's like Britain is yeah. two and a half times Scotland. In fact, that might be more than Britain. Uh, oh, UK Burnt. in acres. To be fair, the human life fifty-nine point nine is. The UK. Fifty-nine point so. nine is the UK. So fourth, almost the entire. Probably, if you take the UK and get rid of Wales, or just cut it off at Inverness, lose ah, that top yeah, bit. Yeah, probably. That, yeah. The bulk of the UK on fire. Was so where on the UK fire. population lives. And despite that, only thirty-four people killed. And I bet you a number of them were firemen as well. It's because Australia, in its majority, is just a desolate yeah, expanse. It's, it's coastal yeah, other than the coast, the, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, and that was probably the last anybody heard of Greta Thunberg as well, because she was, oh, the planet Because she perished in the fire. (laughs) 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 That's just your wishful thinking, Callum. We'll (laughs) give her something to actually moan about. Was this this about the time that she came out with our You're Destroying Our Future speech, or was that last year? No, that was last year, but she did then turn up in... It was BC. Bristol (laughs) or Brighton, one of the two. And absolutely wrecked the gas. Oh, yeah, yeah, the grass. <laughs> that was Brighton, wasn't it? Yeah, Brighton, Brighton, yeah. yeah. And they were like, oh, take a look at the pictures of Brighton Green. 
<laughs> before Greta and after Greta. PG year. Just, yeah, this absolute muddy field where 20,000 people had turned up to to come see her. Oh, riots and protests and mass gatherings in 2020. They oh, weren't getting they, there. They they were, that won't have happened, there. Paul, will it? Controversial. Controversial. <laughs> so when we come to the end of January, and on January the 30th, the World Health Organization, Health, <laughs> declared coronavirus a global emergency. And Donald Trump runs their fan club, right? <laughs> well, look at that picture of Donald Trump. <laughs> Excellent for a podcast, that, Paul. A, yeah. a flag. That really greetings. works. That really, really works. We'll maybe have to post anyway, that up on social we'll media. Find it in the socials. links. Yeah. Find it in the bio. So why is President Trump then linked at the start of February? So President Trump was acquitted on articles of impeachment, abuse of power, nah, that happened in like Congress. 2016 or something. <laughs> that was only in February. Wow. I've now seen he's pardoned a whole bunch of people as well, like Paul Manafort's old campaign yeah. manager has uh, been pardoned, uh, Kushner's dad was pardoned, there's... And is he not trying, he was looking at, um, not pardon, um, grant clemency to basically his family. Oh. Yeah. So, basically, stop the next regime being able to come after them. Yeah. I mean, Biden hasn't, well, certainly directly about Trump, but Biden seems to have been quite respectful towards it, though, and is like, right, well, I'm just going to leave him because I think he doesn't want to be, I think he doesn't, he doesn't want, want to be, be seen guy, to be yeah. sinking because that, like, sinking low to do things like that because yeah. I think that is exactly what epitomized Donald Trump. So yeah. I think he's kind of trying to yeah. be like, I am not Trump. And while there might be justification to do it, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, because I think Trump takes things personally and then acts on a personal yeah. basis. I'm just thinking we might have just given a total spoiler away for like November's headlines to some, of our, some of our listeners by that exchange. Yeah. <laughs> we'll need to rush through, Paul. We'll be dying to hear. The oh, I was going to say something, but it's probably boring then. Oh, no. Probably. It, just, uh, it is you. <laughs> yeah. No, it was just on the topic of pardons. Apparently the White House has become Pardon? the politest place in Washington. In recent weeks, because everyone's just walking around the corridor saying, "Pardon me." Wow, that's the level we've sunk to. Banter. Wow. No. Wow. 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 Mm. In other news from February, I will pardon you. And for again, that. this this I genuinely was, that was abysmal. <laughs> it was a, I'm trying to move on, guys. <laughs> of course you are. Of course you are. I we just want to let that fester for a little bit more. Marinade in its own <laughs> filth. And Paul's <laughs> filling in as the comedian for the show, so that's worrying. <laughs> One of these guys who just stands in the little foyer of Asda. Of course, it is the only thing that Paul is filling in, so, you know. Hey! Hey! Banter. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Another bit of news from February, and genuinely, this feels like three years ago or something to me. So, UK battered by hurricane force winds and floods uh, in Storm Kira. And you remember that village somewhere? uh, I can't remember, it was like Devon or something like that, where their dam had started collapsing. And it was like on Callum, the I I the appreciated that joke. I really did. <laughs> I mean, Paul just glossed yeah, right over it. I I didn't. I don't Kira know what joke. Oh, Kira right, happened. Yeah. Night, well done. Just yeah. bravo. That was much better than the pardon <laughs> me stuff. I know it was. It was <laughs> much yeah. more organic as well. Yeah. yeah. 
So anyway, yeah, that that the dam, dam, the dam, dam nearly washed away a whole village. Yeah, when the helicopter was just like yeah punting tons of aggregate into the hole. Yeah, wow. Desperately trying to, well, succeeding in the end of uh, repairing that dam. Um, well, I'll be damned. Good God, we are saying that. We really are. Oh, this is weak tonight, isn't it? I know. I know. The jokes are coming flooding in. No. And then the final two updates from February. In politics, Sajid Javid resigning as Chancellor to be replaced by Rishi Sunak. What a fantastic time if you're Rishi. From a career point of view, for Sajid to... Is it not always just a fantastic time for him? He's the, richest, he's the richest MP in Parliament. Yeah. It's always a fantastic time. Yeah. Oh, to be Rishi. Mm. Oh, I did see uh, an article in the last week or so that he was saying that all of these people who've been building up spending, uh, building up savings, sorry, over the last 12 months are going to have to go out on a spending spree as soon as we can. I mean, if he just did that, if he just, just spent everything, then the economy would be fine. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but we wouldn't get any comeback from came in funds and things like that so so you guys will have built up significant savings <laughs> over the last few months and you're just going to go I out mean I I I heard spree, yeah? I heard they were going to bring in negative interest which I was hoping might be a good thing for <laughs> <laughs> for me <laughs> suddenly Callum is a millionaire <laughs> like they wow, start to pay themselves my <laughs> debts are paying themselves off <laughs> oh, yeah. if only <laughs> and our final bit of February news, a bit of a darker turn. In New York, disgraced film producer Harvey Weinstein, 67, found guilty of rape and later jailed for 23 years. I, have you seen the photo of him on, the, like, was floating around at the time, of him on that Zimmer? And he's walking, in, and I think he did have a stroke or something, but he's walking into court with the Zimmer frame and his slippers on. And there was part of me that thought, like, well, to be honest, the guy doesn't deserve any sympathy anyway, but I thought, that is a ploy from his legal team. Oh, absolutely. To just be like, look, let's make you look as dishevelled as we possibly can. You're a monster, but if we put a Zimmer frame and Baffy's on you, then you might get... <laughs> I really hope they'd use the one, get your Baffy's on. <laughs> get your Zimmer and your Baffy's out, Harvey. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure they did. <laughs> You'll get a more lenient sentence. It'll only be 23 years instead of the 50 you deserve. <laughs> Some New Yorkers in the jury. It's like, oh, he's got his baffies on. <laughs> and then as we move into the start of March, right, points for you guys here, if you can remember, the name of the cruise ship where the first Briton died of COVID-19. Oh, I should know this. Because at the start of the pandemic, when everyone was checking the coronavirus starts daily on Worldometer and that, you had China and you had Italy and then you had so off the, coast the of cruise Greece, ship. Though. It was off the coast of Japan. Oh, no, and yeah. nobody wanted to take them in. And then Aye. they sailed and over the Diamond to Princess. Andrew's got oh. it. The Diamond Princess. He's knocked it out of the park. Yeah, the Diamond Princess. Um, it helps when Andrew frequents webcam well. sites nightly and that's his favourite <laughs> performer. <laughs> Yeah, so Wuhan was the epicenter, and other than Wuhan, the Diamond Princess was just this 
touring COVID party boat. Where, uh, aye, but were they not like all out on the deck and they had signs like save us and like, <laughs> yeah. they were just like running out of food and everything. And everyone's like, yeah, we're not taking you. Yeah. And I remember Trump at the time saying, yeah, we don't want to take them in because then they'll become our corona cases and our numbers will look much worse. So goodbye. <laughs> like, typical well, surely Trumpian chi- thinking. Sh- surely China should have just taken them in because they lie about all their numbers anyway. Ah, they so just denied it. They just gone, no. Yeah. They would have just massacred everyone on board. I, I wonder how many Come people on. in China genuinely <laughs> have had it. Because there was that oh. article uh, that came out today saying that health officials estimate that 5% of Wuhan had it. And there's 11 million people in Wuhan, so that's half a million people. I think that's, based on what we've seen in the like of London, that's got to be low as well. And let's be honest, I know that London's still a densely populated city, like, comparative to what normal people live in. But, I mean, the, the apartments that are in China and stuff, I mean, they're like squalorish conditions compared to what we have here. For the mm. large part, there is no. These people live right on top of each other. There is no way they're not yeah. spreading it like wildfire. Yeah, absolutely. The the numbers throughout the whole thing have just been a lie. Totally, totally bogus. I mean, they they know fine well that their birth rates and whatever can just completely mask any of this stuff anyway. And there's so many atrocities that go on over there anyway, where they, you know, more people die over there because of genocide than coronavirus anyway. If oh, all you numbers come the... off to the centre and we yeah. will off you. Yeah. Remember yeah. Mezu Otzel put that tweet out and has mysteriously been benched by Arsenal ever since. Yeah. He's like, yeah, played 20 minutes for them since and other than that it's like, yeah, you can train with the reserves. Like, I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't think it's a coincidence that China's the only major economy to have grown during this, but... That's probably a conversation for another time. Ooh. 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 That's when my foil hat's going on. Yeah. Ten foil hat time. Right, March and April. Lean pickings, guys. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to well, let I'm, you guys You're guess. not even going to mention the fact that on the 23rd of March, we went into a lockdown. Was it tw- I thought it was 22nd. When I say lean pickings, there are extensive updates to go through here. It is all COVID-related. March 5th, cases continue to rise in the UK. March 11th, the World Health Organization labels the corona outbreak a pandemic. March 13th, Premier League season is suspended. March 20th, schools are shut. March 23rd, UK-wide lockdown. That'll be a date that lives long in the memory. Well, apparently not for me. I thought it was 20 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was the last day I was in my office, I think. You were in the office on a Saturday. <laughs> well, probably not then. No clue why I thought it was twenty second. I remember that, uh, like being the period where, you know, everyone up and down the country was tuning into every single one of the kind of briefings. Yeah, every night six. What was it? Five o'clock, half five. Five like that. six, that kind of time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think the actual one where he put us into lockdown is in the top ten most viewed events ever on yeah, UK I can, TV. I can quite believe um, that. Yeah, there's things like, you know, the 66 World Cup final and William and Kate's wedding. And it, it, there's a lot of, like, royal stuff up there. Um, I bet like, you love that. Yeah, God. Um, all sorts, <laughs> like Diana and Charles' wedding, that kind of stuff as I was well. Say, I think Diana and Charles might have been more comparable. I'm not sure Will and Kate would have got the same viewing. They, oh, they were, they're in the top oh, ten. I'm I mean, sure. I know yeah, it would have been big, but... Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. 
Given or that like Sky the TV tw- twenty twelve Olympics opening well. ceremony, that kind of thing is all mm. kind of up there. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, we move into April then. More COVID related news. Um Wuhan partially reopened. Uh, Prince Charles, the Prime Minister, and Health Secretary Man- Matt Hancock all test positive for COVID-19. The Queen makes a rare broadcast, thanking us for social distancing and for praising key workers. Okay, so like lots of COVID stuff happened. So have we got any like, big COVID things that happened? And then at the very end of April, Captain Tom does his 100 laps. Oh, Captain. Sir Good old Captain, Captain Tom. Tom. Knighted for his efforts. Andrew, what's your views on him? You, what's that sigh and the pu- and the smirk and the shake of the head? What an absolute nonsense! <laughs> I'd, I'd also just like to just quickly before <coughs> we go into that, Will and Kate are not in the top ten. Oh, <laughs> right, oh, run us through the top so ten. So Ch- Charles and Diana are. I mean, right. So well, I'll go from ten. Right. So ten is the 2012 opening ceremony with 24. Point Two four million, then nine is the closing ceremony, which got twenty four point four six million. So obviously there were a few folk w- weren't quite aware it was going on at the start. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they were really looking forward to seeing the end of it. Like, <laughs> we need to make sure they leave. Um, then it was Boris Johnson's uh, statement on COVID twenty seven point one. Uh, 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 seven is the wedding of Princess Anne and Mark Phillips with twenty-seven point six million. Yeah, but th- th- this was pre-Sky. Like you didn't have a lot nah, of channels. True, true. And then six is Charles and Diana's wedding with twenty-eight point four. It's a bit of a bizarre one. Uh, at five is the nineteen seventy FA Cup final replay, <laughs> which got twenty-eight point four nine million. Who was that between? Uh, I don't know and can't be bothered to look. Uh, the Apollo 13 splashdown was at four with 28.6 oh, right. million. Then we're starting to get up. Apollo up there. 13. Apollo 13. Yeah. Not even the first one. Um, and so the royal family, there was a documentary in 1969 which got 30.69 million. When you consider. The y- uh, when was that, sorry? It was 1969. 69. When you consider how many people had television sets in those days and the population of the UK, to get over 30 million people, that's enormous. Uh, the funeral of Diana was, uh, was second, mm. uh, which got 32.1 million. And, and I mean, that's comfortably then, the highest in the modern so era as well. Top one, 66 World Cup 66 final? 66 World Cup final mm. with 32.3 million. And I don't know who was playing in that either. So, <laughs> West Germany played someone. I'm not sure who. There you go. So only one sporting. Oh wait, no. There's the two Olympics ones. Yeah. As well. And the 1970 <laughs> FA Cup final I replay. Know, I actually yeah. now want to look that up and see why did that have such big numbers. I mean, this is a big tangent we're going off on here. It is, but, but hey, you know, it's m- better than COVID, so oh, while you're was, there looking for that, Andrew, Andrew like you were chatting about Captain Tom and you were saying, what Leeds a disgrace. And Chelsea, just so. Leeds, Leeds and Chelsea. Two of his top teams there. It was, like, probably, it was probably a war on the middle of the field. It's one of those, like, all those Leeds fans from 20 years ago are now Chelsea fans. Are they going to go back to Leeds, or are they... I mean, know. that's quite a, a split. I mean, you probably, oh, would, you probably wouldn't oh. need segregation in that crowd these days. <laughs> yeah. It's just the same people. They've, they've cut the half the and half t-shirts. Cut, I know, cut, <laughs> cut the shirts and stitched them together <laughs> themselves. 
Wow. <laughs> <laughs> an interesting yeah. theory there, Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Captain um, Tom. Captain Tom. What a nonsense. What an thought, absolute nonsense. I thought you were just going to say what a nonce <laughs> and leave it at that. I was going, whoa, accusations there. No, no I, just, I just yeah. don't get it. I just don't get it at all. Not as Paul. What What was the need for it? These were in the days as well when we were all clapping for the NHS. Every oh, I was going to say, I wanted to talk to you about this tonight, the clap. Oh, go on then. The cl- oh, you wanted to talk <laughs> to me about the clap, <laughs> did you? Yeah, right. uh, so do you uh, get a cream for that? Or <laughs> <laughs> what happens? As, as, as a spray. <laughs> yeah. Right, so uh, before we go on to the clap, let's finish off Captain Tom then. Well, I think, I to be honest, I think, I think they're light. one and the same, uh, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. So when you say, what was the point in it? Is there ever a point in these things? Is is Sometimes does something just capture the public's imagination and whether you think... Oh, Did yeah, it particularly a... capture the public's imagination? Like 32.8 spe- million raised. Yeah, it yeah, captured the public's right, okay, attention. Yeah. Imag- yeah. But... Should, I mean, he's getting, it, a, is, he's is getting not, a film made about it. Is it not the case that it captured the media's attention and therefore the gullible fools parted with their cash? Quite possibly, but is yeah, that but necessarily a bad thing? It was a bit war, t- you know. It's a bit sort of that wartime spirit, though. People needed something oh, to hang on to. That's oh, another I thing. I know, but I know. Yeah, I know. But like, it's, oh, we we Brits are superior because of our blitz spirit. Get in the fucking sea. We'll make Get it in the sea. Yeah. Stiff up our lip. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we need a splash Just noise. Just. <laughs> <laughs> right. So. <laughs> So you think he's thoroughly deserving of his knighthood, Andrew? What did he do? It's nothing he's done. Though. No, it's not anything he's done. I think that's to be. I think that point has to be made. It's, I don't think yeah, you've got a problem with. Him. I don't have a problem with Captain Tom. Do I think he's deserving of a knighthood? No, he walked around a garden a hundred times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's more the fundraising and the. He walked around a garden. Yeah, it's the fundraising though, he, which yeah. the media did for him. Yes, I know it was. The, uh, that's what I was going right. to say. Yeah, it's the media rather than. I mean, like the boy that stands at the top of the Royal Mile, which shaking his tin, like he got. That was an interesting hand <laughs> motion you were doing for shaking the tin there, Callum. <laughs> he's doing it again. He's doing it <laughs> for those of you just listening. He's doing it again. <laughs> yeah, Callum's Sorry, doing it. I'll just do my fly up, guys. Sorry. <laughs> um. But who's up out in the cold, you know, like day in, day out for years and years. I mean, he, I think he got like an MBE or something bizarre. Yeah. It's like... Someone who's dedicated their life to a cause. Yeah, but knighthoods have turned into a farce. I mean, let's well, of be course honest they are. about that. Like, it, they're just... How much cash you got? Aye, <laughs> they are an absolute joke. So yeah. But I think the whole thing, I don't know, it just kind of sickens me a little bit. Captain Tom, the clapping, both. A bit of all of it. A bit of all of it, to be perfectly honest. Um, The clapping was just one of these things that, again, I don't quite get because you've got people that are working in the NHS and they're going, we don't want claps, we just want paid appropriately. Did you clap? When my kids decided that Oh, I don't want to sleep because I want to stand on the doorstep and clap. I stood behind them and clapped. Yeah. Clap them round the ears. <laughs> <laughs> of my own volition, no. Yeah. Did you clap, Callum? Oh, I... Did he hell? I Look got at that the, face. I, I got the pans out and was like... 
That was just how I w- annoy my neighbours. <laughs> did, did you have the pots and pans out? I oh, an excuse <laughs> to make noise. I I clapped once, guilted into it, because I remember I'd wandered down to my grand's. We went for a walk, and then as I walked home that evening, I was walking along a street, and somebody was out with their bagpipes at seven, oh, playing the pipes for yeah, the NHS. Had people that in our village and, as well, and oh. everyone else is out there clapping. So I was like, well, I can't walk right past the bagpiper and no be clapping. So I'm going to have to Do you not feel it. quite special walking down that street with <laughs> yeah, everyone applauding Everyone's you. clapping. <laughs> yeah, hands up. He's hands. like, cheers. <laughs> All right, lads. Put it on. One of the times shit. I went out, we were yeah on the doorstep and the neighbour walked by walking their dog. <laughs> Great dog walking <laughs> there. <laughs> Fantastic technique. Well done, Pete. Well done. <laughs> No, anyway, the NHS didn't want to clap. They just wanted free pizzas from their takeaways. So that's uh, that's all they really wanted. I feel like both of these things were... Um, I'm quite cynical, generally. And I think oh, that... Really? The <laughs> really. You'll be surprised to know that. Um, but both of these things were given a lot of media prominence and distracting from the shit show that was the government response in the early days. Because I don't think anyone can deny that the early days was a shit show. In terms of when they locked mm. us down? Or? They just, they had this clear warning. So there was a, a warning from how serious it was in China, even with China probably not reporting the full extent of it. It still made global news. So we still knew it was something big. We then had what happened in Italy before it got to us, and we still didn't do enough to prevent it. But we weren't the only ones. No. We weren't the only ones. And lots and lots of governments have actually come out and said, yeah, with hindsight, we ballsed up. I mean, we yeah. Too I slow. think we also have to bear yeah. in mind that SARS happened not horrendously long ago that warned it could do what COVID has done, and it didn't. Yes, so but we had the, we had the warning of what had happened in Italy. Yeah, but even SARS it, didn't e- do that. Yeah, but even Italy didn't lock down for a long time. The whole of Italy. Yeah, like, I know, but like, I'm yeah. Aye, but more of my point is beyond when we locked down. In that, because uh, suppose we're we're kind of moved with our timeline. We're beyond the lockdown period. What do you feel? I suppose you're saying that. So, what do you feel the government at that point were doing wrong? Well, they weren't rectifying how slowly they'd... Th- there was more they could have done at that point, I feel. But I, this sounds I, like... I, yeah, this sounds a bit <laughs> Keir Starmer-esque. I, I, I am. Keir Starmer. I, I, right, I am, so they yeah. could have done more. They could have done more, what? and we'll leave it at that because I can't remember the specifics. <laughs> so I think one of the Shambles. big criticisms is they could have and should have locked down earlier. I think it's easier to say that with hindsight, though. Because of course it is. If they'd locked down three weeks earlier... Because we were lagging about three weeks behind Italy the entire time. Yep. The public would have been saying, what the hell are you doing locking us down? Because we don't have COVID here yet. And it's only after those three weeks have occurred. And even at the point that they locked us down, we still thought, well, it's not spiralled out of control yet. It took another two or three weeks to still see the case numbers. I I think it's one of these things that, you know, at the time... I'm not sure there would have been the public compliance because no. people just wouldn't have believed that it was that big. People needed to see the scenes coming out of Lombardy in order to... We were also being told... The modelling clearly let everything like let things down because we were being told yeah. we were three weeks behind and actually 
I think we were nearer to a week back. Yeah, suddenly the King's College data came out and everything went west. That kind of threw everything. But the problem is we were continuously being told we're three weeks behind Italy. And I think you're right. I think if they'd gone two weeks earlier and said, right, we're locking everything down, everyone would be like, away you go, no one, no. Like, people aren't following the rules already and weren't even during the initial lockdown. I think there was a higher level of compliance in that initial lockdown, but... I yeah, think there I th- would have been a lot of... Yeah, I mean, uh, to be fair, thinking back, like, two weeks before the lockdown, I was on a stag do. Yeah. And I remember the With weekend Diamond before Princess. we were locked down, <laughs> I remember a load of people thinking we're going to get locked down. So on the Saturday, Sunday before, I remember oh. loads of folk hitting the uh, hitting the pub and everything like that. It was like, oh, yeah, let's just party before the, we... That was ridiculous. The whole, have one more night out, lads. Yep. Well, there yeah. you go. Get your parties in before we all lock down. Just get those numbers right up high. Right. So yeah, anyway, sure. so we're in lockdown. We're not agreeing with the clap. I'm not. I wasn't a big fan of the clap, to be honest. I just think. Yeah, I think it was jobs. Um, as with so much in the modern world, it was virtue signalling on a grand scale. I, I, I think, as terrible as it sounds, my view on the whole NHS thing and lots of other key workers who were also because I, I do a little bit feel like the NHS get not overpraised because the job that they do is fantastic yeah but there are lots of other integral parts to that that get ignored you know things like the lorry drivers and that that were still putting themselves out there and actually keeping the supply lines going and stuff like that um i I think people working in the care sector as well when you see how actually the care sector was when the pandemic you know, it started ripping through care homes and nobody was saying clap for the carers. It yeah, was all... and it did slightly move to key workers later on. but Other it... than it being called clap for carers. <laughs> <laughs> but it was clap for the NHS for weeks until they had that one clap for carers. No, nah, I mean, it did move to beyond the NHS after a few weeks at least. But yeah, I, I'm not, I wasn't about five of it. But my view on the sort of whole NHS argument, like what you're saying, Andrew, is I, I yes, it probably is wrong that they don't get paid more but they also get paid from public funds and that's where the problem comes. My slightly sort of probably unpopular opinion is a bit like people who are in the army and moan that they get shot at and it's like, yeah, but you signed up to be in the army. Yeah. I, uh, people I, I think there's the a NHS, difference between... They know what they signed up for. Well, no, I, no right. For. I think there's a difference between people complaining, being in the army and complaining that they're being shot at than and people working for the NHS and complaining that they're dealing with a global pandemic, which is an unprecedented event in the last century. There's a difference. In the army, you literally sign up to be shot at. No, but what you're saying is, though, is about the money. They don't get paid for... Yeah, okay, right. But um, that that side of it is more my point. They know what we, they know what salary they're signing up for when they enter the profession. Yeah, no, right, okay, yeah, I, I take that point. I think specifically in relation to the pandemic, though... Yeah, but I do think around the PPE and stuff, that was also on a trust-by-trust trust basis. There were plenty of trusts that obviously had decent people running them, and th- there was trusts out there that were like, we have too much P- we have more PPE than we would use. So I think that was trust by trust. It there's this sort of there was this view at the time that there was this widespread PPE problem, and in reality there were as many trusts at least that had sufficient PPE than didn't. But is that that was? Does that not just highlight the government response more? In the Poor that response should have been centralised, 
and I... ensured that everyone had what they needed rather than some places having a surplus and others not. But then if some of them were if some of those trusts in January went, mm, there could be a bit of a bother on the horizon here. Let's just up our orders of these and I mean it the government clearly did try. They obviously had that failed attempt at the stuff from Turkey that then ended up having to get sent back and whatever, but or just binned probably. But that's not necessarily entirely the government's if they feel yeah. that they're using a credible supplier, then it's I remember the government placing a uh, order with a company in Turkey for something like two hundred thousand face masks per day, please. And they were like, "Yes, by all means, we can fulfil that. We normally manage sixteen thousand a month, but that's fine. <laughs> we'll get them to you." Shock horror! It's, it's, <laughs> they didn't turn up. It's like the the Brexit ferry contracts to the people, the oh, company yeah. with no ferries. Ah, yeah, it's good that. <laughs> Anyway, now, so we've kind of we're not, got before hung we up even on get into May, there is one other thing about government's initial reactions to COVID that I've just remembered that I want to bring up. News came out of China had built a hospital in three days and there was complaints of oh the UK couldn't do that. So we said, Yeah, we can, we'll build a whole bunch of nightingales. Right thing to do, wrong thing to do, waste the money. What are we doing with them now? Well, no, the ones that, the ones in England have been dismantled. Some, but not all. Okay, the big one's been dismantled. The XL one, yeah, and yeah. the one in the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff's also been dismantled. Yeah. Was it the right thing to do? Yes. Should they have been dismantled? No, because I think we're now getting into a point where we need them again. But the issue with them is actually, while they were built, they don't have the staff to run them. So if they never had the staff and we're never going to have the staff to run them, then should they have been built in the first place? I, I thought they would, did not have all these retired folk on standby in that. that uh, yeah, that but time, yeah, and there was also at that point in time we didn't know enough about how infectious it was, or you know, good, were we going to need to quarantine entire hospitals so that other patients could continue to go to normal hospitals while you just had yeah. basically COVID hospitals in the yeah. Nightingales. I think taking them down pre and not seeing out the winter—that's a mistake because I yeah. think. The, w we maybe didn't see this new variation coming out and it being quite as infectious as it is. It was always going to be worse over the winter months. Like, yeah, the, they might have not wanted it's to accept an airborne virus. Yeah, it, yeah, you know, there's a reason everyone gets the winter gets the flu ahead of the winter. Like, that's what happens with these things. So, yeah. I think that was a bit foolish. I, the whole thing with the China hospital is just it, that is a case of brain dead people moaning about something yes. because you cannot compare us building actual decent structures with a country full of slave labor uh you're taking the wrong angle with this argument cal well no i'm taking so, a wonderful argument no you're taking the wrong argument the reason that china were able to build these hospitals in three years is because they'd gone three, three, years. In three years three in years three, in three days is because they'd gone through sars and they had well, these yeah. kits on standby. But it's it, it, you they still can't. Like we are different. We're totally different in the way the countries. Like we probably could throw up yeah. a hospital in there's, days. There's kits on but standby. The and health and safety required to do it wouldn't fly in this country. Yeah, yeah. Like we don't live in the same world as China. Yeah. The main difference was they'd gone through SARS and they had these kits basically on standby, knowing that. 
knowing what they knew from SARS and therefore something like this would be a possibility. And Edwin's I, th- I think it's both, to be honest. I think having gone through SARS and having the kits on standby, you then have the regulation and the slave labour in place to be able to knock them up at pace. So, it, I, you know, I, I think it's... It's basically the pyramids right, to be honest. is what this would have been like. Um, Boy, well, right. May. This first update's a bit crap, to be honest. The government's stay home message is replaced by stay alert. Nice. <laughs> the other news from May. Dominic Cummings trip to Barnard Castle. Oh my days. Here right. we go, uh, No, we're not Here even... We go. Let's not open that can of worms. <laughs> we're already 47 minutes into this podcast. Let's <laughs> just skip to, to by fair, that fast. September and October have got nothing coming, and I think August is pretty light as well. So yeah, you've All we'll Dominic... say is that he left his job seven months too late. Yeah. 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 The fact that he could get away with that and then a few texts calling Carrie Princess Nutnuts is enough to get him the sack. Yeah, Boris is... Uh, let's be honest, though, as you scroll through this, maybe not the f- the only person in 2020 who probably should have been sacked by Boris either. So, I mean, Boris maybe should have been sacked by Boris, but... Yeah, it's... I've been glossing over some of the pretty Patel stuff here as well. There's another one, but yeah. Right, anyway, we get to the end of May and Boris Black arrives. Lives Matter. Glo- George Floyd. Oh, the super spreaders doing their super spreading. Excellent. Yep. George Floyd died in police custody in Minneapolis, end of May, and global Black Lives Matter protests break out. On May 31st, thousands of people gathered in London, Manchester, and Cardiff to protest. Farce. Absolute <laughs> farce. The so protests in apparently, London, Manchester, and Cardiff? Apparently, what? it's fine for all these like middle-class, preppy university students to all get Andrew's rolling his eyes. It's great. He's like, oh God, he's going on a rant. Um, look, none of those kind of people listen to this podcast. They wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> it's fine for them to gather. And like, they try and use justification behind it of like, oh, well, you know, this is like an ongoing issue and, you know, some things are bigger than coronavirus and all that kind of stuff. But then there are other things that it's like, no, no, you've got to stay home because of coronavirus. And, or we shouldn't have doctors open as much because of coronavirus. You can't just... have your cake and eat it. No. Not according to Boris today. I don't know if you saw that, well, but he's come out well, in an yeah, interview with Laura Kunzberg ex- say, today and said, this deal does allow us to have our cake and eat it. Excellent negotiations. <sighs> anyway, that is... Oh, but you just have to look that at Melbourne in Australia, everything was sort of starting to come back together under they were locked down and then black lives matter happened and it coincides with when the black lives matter process happened in melbourne and then all of a sudden their cases started going back through the roof it, of course it, it did. it's ridiculous to say that this was okay for internationally a response to what is effectively an american domestic problem to have during a pandemic have had this response as we move into June, those protests scaled up as well. There was also primary schools in England reopening, further easing lockdown restrictions with non-essential retailers allowed to reopen. But then, yeah, more anti-racism protests. And on June 25th, there was a major incident in Bournemouth where all of these statues were torn down. And uh, a whole bunch of protesters had tol- tore that statue down and threw it into the the river. 
I can't remember who the statue is of. It was a that guy was the one in Bristol. Slave trade. It was <laughs> Edward Colston. Yeah, was the it was the one that was thrown into the our well back our backdated yeah. morality. That's what that was. Now that's a, an interesting point with the backdated morality stuff. The, it's not just people who've been involved in slave trades and stuff. There's all sorts of other people who've, you know, we've said we should be taking down their uh, statues or we should be apologising on their behalf hundreds of years later. I, I'm dead against that, to be honest. I, I don't think you should judge people by the standards of our time and not by the standards of their time. Absolutely. It's, it's that, And the apologies thing is also another... Absolute I think that's fast. that's it in a nutshell, really. It's yeah, you cannot judge by our standards when they lived in a different time. Yeah. What and was the norm then? And would they be shutting down the libraries that were opened and the schools that were opened and things like that? Or is it just the statue that's getting ripped down? Because if he's that shocking and appalling, the amount of money that he put into Bristol shut everything down. So any library or anything like that that's been opened by him then go and blow that up and you're not allowed to replace it because you know if if it's that again it's the you have you can't have your cake and eat it like he did something that's wrong by these standards but he also did a lot of good and there are other examples of people who had a similar response what they did was not viewed okay now but they also did a lot of good that in their time a lot of other people were not doing I mean, you, you'd, yeah, we could be going off on all sorts of yeah. tangents of that one, but I think we're all kind of in agreement. Um, end of June, we get into Marcus Rashford's campaign for free school meals. Now, we talked about this just a couple of episodes ago, but yeah, what fantastic campaign. Yeah. Yep. Top uh, lad. Top lad, yep. Thoroughly deserving of his award at Spotty this year, so yeah, good guy. Needs to learn to be a better fucking striker, though. See if he could finish properly. He would be one of the best strikers in the world. He had a shocking miss with his head. Um, oh, he did. What game was that? Oh, who were they it playing? It was the other night. I know the Wolves it was game. It? Or was yeah. It? yeah, it was. It was right at the start of the Wolves game the other night. At least Wolves. he finished That's it right at the end, though, I suppose. Yes. I did like the commentary, actually, for the second finish. They said, with his trademark um, precision. And I thought, trademark precision? The highlight just before that was him missing a sitter from three yards. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If he could finish, he would be one of the best strikers in the world. Him and Olivier Giroud been swapping notes. <laughs> <laughs> July, guys, there is nothing of any note in July that is not COVID related. So I'm going to skip July entirely and move to August. And free TV licenses for the over 75s scrapped as the BBC starts means testing pensioners. Good. Yeah, good. Good. Yep. Yep. I Fast. would see the TV license scrapped entirely, to be honest. So well, that's a different argument. Yeah, that, that's a different argument. But the TV license exists, and so therefore means test it, and those yep. that have, have the means to pay should pay. Yep. Well, that is a separate argument. Then that is probably going on to the backlog because I am definitely one. Yeah, for but what? TV but license. what's your argument? Yeah, but that's not what Andrew and I are saying. Andrew and I are saying that it's perfectly right that over 75s who can afford to pay for the tv license pay for it we're not saying that the tv license itself is good good. that they're two different conversations although i I will take that i will take that point in that argument as well because i think the tv license overall is very good i think we've actually briefly talked on this at one point the value of the bbc but 
this is going move on along. the back. Let's move along. Move along, move along. <laughs> Before we're at an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and as we move through the end of August, tragedy strikes when a train derails near Stonehaven um, after a lands- hitting a landslip at 75 miles per hour. Yeah. Um, Tragic. Sad incident, yeah. Yep. Sad incident. We move into September. COVID cases continue to soar, but other than COVID, I did say September and October are light. Um, the only other point of note was um, Sergeant Matthew Ratana, 54, shot dead as he prepares to search a handcuffed suspect on September 25th. Or oh, was this in the, the Immigration Detention Centre or something? In Croydon Custody Centre. Custody yeah. Centre, sorry. I, th- I, I can't think remember this was that one the one where... The guy was handcuffed behind his back, and he still somehow managed to pull a gun. Is it not one of the other policemen's guns? Oh, that maybe makes more sense. I think I I could be wrong, but I think that's what it was. Yeah, I totally missed that one. I have to say, totally missed that story. I Um, I think see around that part of like the time of year, though. I think nobody could be bothered with anything. Like, was that not one? Like it was kind of obvious things were starting yeah, to go to back up again, and, and yeah, we were like, starting to impose tears. Yeah, and stuff. we knew that things were kind of not getting better as we maybe first thought they were. And I think, like over the summer, everyone was starting to get a bit more positive. Like we can see the end to this. Yeah, and then it started to slowly start creeping back up, and I'm sure most people were just like, "Whatever." Yeah, that's fair. And as we move through the final couple of months, guys, there are only three or four things worth calling out. So October, um, we start to ramp up towards US election time. Donald Trump uh, has to spend three days in hospital after he and Melania test positive for COVID. Um, New three-tier alert systems come in for England. You have missed a slightly big news story of the year in August, I would probably argue. Oh, right, okay. I mean, there was a rather large explosion happened in Beirut that's probably worth mentioning. It was not on the list. Shocking. I do recall that one. Was that like the... It was the grain silo. Yeah, fertiliser is what it was. Ammonium nitrate or Uh, something. Which supposedly could be heard as far away as Cyprus. Yeah. Absolutely insane. I think that's the kind of thing that if 400 had died in it or something like that, you know, would have been massive. But actually, it just kind of spread everywhere over social media like, oh, wow, look how massive that explosion was. Like, nobody. No, I remember you guys shared the video with me of like people just on fire and everything that. Right. Andrew's going to Google the death toll. The homelessness and the cost of it were massive. 204. There were seven and a half thousand non-fatal injuries, and the estimated property damage is a uh, fifteen billion oh. plus US oh, right. dollars. Okay. So in a country like, in a country like Lebanon, we, yeah. I mean that's yeah, horrific. Absolutely, it decimated the whole harbour area. Oh. Yeah. And that didn't even make this list that they've popped together here. I have to say, it's a minor miracle that there weren't thousands killed in that. Yeah. 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 You probably modern arch- modern like structures probably saved a lot because there's a lot of glass smashing and stuff. Like oh that. yeah. But if you think if it had been probably fifty years ago, where stuff would yeah. be made with block instead of concrete, you'd have probably had buildings tumbling and everything. Yeah, so. yeah. 
I remember seeing uh, an interview at the time with somebody uh, who ran a double glazing business and they said <laughs> something like, you must be getting calls like ringing off the hook at the moment. He says, yeah, but all of our windows are smashed. So <laughs> <laughs> like he couldn't do anything to help them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyway, we were going through October, and as we get to the very end of October, Jeremy Corbyn suspended from the Labour Party over his reaction to a report into anti-Semitism. Yeah, this is a weird one. I kind of feel like Starmer had backed himself into a corner and that he had to do it. But at the same time, it stunk of hypocrisy because he was very much part of Corbyn's team. I think this sort of sums Starmer's tenure up so far, though, of uh, as a, as a, the leader of the opposition. I actually think he's done or said things that he feels like he has to, but they actually don't have the impact that I think he thinks they will have. Yeah. Because it's just like, you know, it's like he moans about a lot, but it's like, right, and what would you do? Uh, you know, and it's like, you were in, you know, he was one of their front benchers at that point when all this was going on as well, and he didn't. He, he wasn't seen to be publicly doing anything about it either. Yeah, yeah. I think th- the thing that... I-, I think he was backed into a corner, though, in that he had phoned Jeremy before the public uh, the report got released and said, right, this is you know what my statement is going to say. And then when Corbyn came out and completely contradicted party leadership, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything he can do except suspend him in that case. Do you but think some of it was maybe a bit of a response to what we saw from the Conservatives where there was probably people who should have gone over 2020? 100%. And part of it was being like, I can't be seen, you know, if I want to be seen as this viable alternative, I can't be seen to be just letting people carry on. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I think it was around that time that the Pretty Patel bullying allegations and things were coming out were as coming well. coming out, yeah. 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 And, you know, it just stunk of cronyism and all that kind of thing. So definitely... Um, we get into November and the two big uh, points in here are the vaccine trials offering hope to millions as we finally um, get some good news about the va- vaccine and of course the US election yeah. which continues to rumble on even now. Yeah, it's done though, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's it's absolutely done. I'll be getting my 20 quid from Wee David from Perth, Ken, as soon as Biden's David. inaugurated. Yeah, we Davy, but no, that's absolutely done and dusted now. Although I was seeing something either today or in the last couple of days that it's like the Justice Department or something are refusing to give Biden something. Yeah, or... so he did a speech yesterday or the last few days and called out the Justice Department. Basically, said that they're they're not cooperating to the extent that they need to, and basically it's leaving the US in a vulnerable position. Um, but yeah, that's just interesting, though, that there's like... I know s- people in certain roles within these departments are they're, they're almost like political appointments, but, I mean, largely speaking, they're like civil service. Yeah, they? but and it's the political... It's the politically appointed people that are stopping things happening. Right, okay. I wasn't sure, because I was going to say that could be a bit of an interesting one. No, he, he, he specifically mentioned those right, who are okay. politically appointed. Yeah. I just sort of saw a headline suddenly yeah, really yeah. didn't it? No, continuing to as you said, and it's the politically appointed people just being obstructive, which yeah. doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Um and as we move into December, the final couple of updates are obviously the last minute changes to Christmas. 
<sighs> regulations, we which we have discussed week. in detail, yep. and today's news that the Oxford vaccine has now been certified for use in well, the that, UK as well. And the Brexit deal signed off. Well, that too, yeah. Brexit, of course, yeah. But I think that'll be one for next. That's week, one for next week. But I suppose it still happens. It so. did happen, of course. We've got to the Oxford vaccine. Really, is the game changer. Yeah. That's the one that gets us out of this sorry mess. Because of the fact that it doesn't need to be refrigerated and doesn't have be to be refrigerated. We have something daft like a hundred million doses of it ordered. Well, it's yeah. also a British, you know, it's, it's a British here yeah. as well. So it's not. Like we were even with the ones we ordered from the states and stuff, it's like, well, yeah, but if the U.S. government can come in before we've got all of ours, I, I know he'll be getting priority. For it's them. the cost of it as well. Uh, yeah, like the what is it the um, Pfizer one that they're using at the moment? Something like thirty pounds a dose. Yeah, this one's three pounds a dose. Yeah. It, for, it really for the world, is the game changer. For the world, though, it's a game changer as well. Yeah, because this, this is the one that can be go to the third world. Yeah. yeah. They're saying that it'll be about half a million people a week getting rolled out by the end of next week. They reckon they can be at that kind of capacity. Well, it's going to start on Monday the 4th. Um, so, yeah, I don't know why they can't start it any sooner than that. But, yeah, Monday the 4th is when they're going to... No working weekends, mate. Come on. Well, Do you think this is a pandemic? <laughs> sort your life out. Bank holidays. Shambles. Is that is that not another... That's something, another discussion point. That's because you have the things fact like that there's always the well the fact that you think of the NHS and the equipment that they have trade unions trade unions yeah trade unions can fuck themselves I agree <laughs> <laughs> that's going on the backlog <laughs> <laughs> they right trade unions have a place but at the bottom of a well. <laughs> Oh Maggie, <laughs> you're resurrected. Right. No, I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm I'm not Labour trade unions. I'm not Tory position on trade unions. They no, they do, fair, they, they do they do rightfully exist, uh, and they do have a place. But what trade unions ask for is absolutely ridiculous a lot of the time. And the NHS should operate much more than basically Monday to Friday nine to five. We're sticking this on the backlog. Tune in next week. Paul's <laughs> Paul's role has just gone up. It's like he's got about five hundred things now sitting on the list. That's yeah. just from tonight's episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Castle yeah, View dragging twenty twenty on through twenty twenty one. Indeed. Yeah. And you mentioned there, Callum, yeah, Brexit deal, of course, at long, long last, all of the brinksmanship and what have you is done. We have a deal. Which is still a very hard Brexit by, you know, what what we would have considered a hard Brexit two or three years ago. Um, but compared to crashing out... I don't think it delivers on... I've not looked at huge amounts of detail, but it doesn't deliver on a lot of the campaign promises. But we knew it wouldn't. But so. he claims it, cl- it fulfills all of them and we're having our cake and eating it. So Yeah, but he's a fucking twat. Well, <laughs> I am sure we will have the best we will part have of the an discussion. hour to dive I, into this I next still week. think it's probably as good as we were ever going to get. It would be my, oh, view, I would, would be my maybe sound yeah. bite on that. But, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, we will di- dive into that more on the next episode. Tune in next week. Yeah. Um, so I suppose that if you've got to the end of this, then well done thank you for sticking with us um as ever please do get in touch with us on our social media channels facebook 
facebook.com forward slash the castle view on twitter at the castle view you can even leave us a wee audio clip on anchor.fm forward slash the castle view forward slash message that would be great as well none of you have done it yet please do it (laughs) Um, please and yeah anything else to add guys I think given the musical themes that we've been bringing to the podcast in recent weeks and as brilliant as they are as br- oh tremendous yeah. not sure how musical they are but <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, th- I think we should probably just uh, offer an ode to 2020 what an do you ode, guys to think? 2020. ode to 2020 just to sum up the middle wait is this like Burns because I hate that guy but <laughs> <laughs> no, you know exactly what it is you Paul's exactly teeing it, it up but we have prepared this we have prepared we have it. like I know yeah, but I've forgotten so I was trying to buy myself time <laughs> so I'll probably join in mid verse <laughs> nah 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 fuck you oh well we mixed the words up. <laughs> 2020 can fuck right off. 